You're listening to Episode 5, Flight. Hello, darlings, and welcome to the Wake Up and Show Up podcast with your girl, your host, Portia Scott. This is a podcast with the mission to inspire and empower you to take your life off autopilot, optimize the power of your uniqueness, and execute intentionally in every area of your life. We are halfway through our first season, and I wanted to introduce a new segment of the show. After each episode, we say our declaration about showing up, but I believe the way we wake up is pivotal to how we will show up. It's those first few minutes when our eyes are opening, when we can decide the direction of our day. Every morning, or at least almost every morning, when I wake up, the first thing I do is grab my phone and open the YouVersion app. I read my devotion. This aligns my day, my mind, and my heart to show up. It settles my heart and my mind, and it allows me to focus on how I'm going to tackle the day with integrity, in line with my character, and in line with my intentional living. I start off with Thanksgiving. Maybe for you, you reach over and open the Headspace app. Or maybe you don't open an app at all, but you spend time in meditation. Whatever it is that you do, we will start every podcast with being grateful. No matter what you believe, I think we can all agree that we can all use a little gratitude in our life. It is this gratitude that determines our day. It's this gratitude that allows us time to say, I woke up late, that email last night really had me shook, but I am grateful for today. Before we get into the show, I want to tell you what I'm grateful for. Today, I am grateful for turbulence. I'm grateful for the bumps in the road because while they don't feel good or comfortable when you hit them, if you manage them accordingly, there is always a lesson. So I've been flying since I could remember. I took my first international flight when I was three, and I remember being in awe at how high we were in the clouds. If we had bumps, I don't remember them because one, it was so long ago, and two, I've always enjoyed flying. I loved and still do love all the preparation that goes into airplane travel. I love packing, although John and my family would say I pack way too much. I love the ride to the airport and parking or getting dropped off. I can feel the excitement of people anticipating where they're going or where they're coming from. It's electric. The busyness, the lives that pass through that one place every day. Here in Atlanta, there are about 275,000 passengers passing through the airport. Can you imagine how many stories are locked inside that airport on one day? You see families struggling to get all three kids carry-on bags and strollers through security. You see the college kid with their Beats headphones on, ready to change the world. The business travelers are the best because their demeanor is serious and professional. I used to be one, and there is a pride that comes with traveling for business, but it's not actually that serious. You see the little ones running up and down the uh, window in the gate area because the size of the planes are so captivating. It excites me too, little one. I play this game in my head when I go to the airport. I try to guess other people's lives and the stories behind them. I give them names and I create this entire life and character for them. 
just based on what I see. Sometimes in your most craziest and scariest times, you learn a lot about yourself and other people. It is in these moments that you are oftentimes most vulnerable. When I sat down, I introduced myself to the two women sitting next to me and then proceeded to flip open my iPad and watch whatever I had downloaded prior to the flight. Okay, truth moment. Although prior to this time, I wasn't afraid to fly, the takeoff was always the worst for me. I'm a recovering perfectionist, which automatically makes me a control freak. And when the announcement is made, flight attendants, please prepare for gate departure. I understand from this point on, everything is out of my control. There is no turning back. I like having options. And once those doors are closed, there are no options. There's another message that I'm very familiar with. Because whenever I think about taking care of myself, this is the closest analogy that I can come up with. Oxygen and the air pressure are always being monitored. In the event of decompression, an oxygen mask will automatically appear in front of you. To start the flow of oxygen, pull the mask towards you. Place it firmly over your nose and mouth. Secure the elastic band behind your head and breathe normally. Although the bag does not inflate, oxygen is flowing to the mask. If you are traveling with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your mask on first and then assist the other person. Keep your mask on until a uniformed crew member advises you to remove it. Taking care of yourself is being in a position where you are fully aware, capable, and armed with what you need to ensure you show up as the best you, that now because you are the best you, your cup runs over to everyone else. But self-care isn't just taking time to pamper yourself, because honey, I can tell you that you can be on vacation and still carry the weight of the world on your shoulder. And you would be in that plane, losing oxygen without the strength to help yourself or anyone around you. Sometimes self-care looks a little bit like this. It's looking in the mirror, taking a step back from all the noise, and realizing that you need to start preparing for your moment. I've been on a hundred flights and I still turn down my headphones, stop watching the movie, and listen carefully to safety instructions. Have you been so busy that you're unable to hear the instructions in your heart? Maybe those instructions are telling you to stay in that position, at that organization. It isn't fear, but maybe it is something telling you that you still have more to learn so you can prepare for your moment. Maybe you need to take a step back and read a book on your time management. You were not born to be late to everything. It is not just the way you are. When the opportunity comes and you are late, you will miss it. I listen to that message because I want to know where to find the flotation devices if I need them. I want to know which compartment is the oxygen mask going to come from. I still look above my head just to make sure I see a compartment. I want to know how to show up when producers are coming to take my podcast to the next level and you are listening to me on Luminary. I want to make sure I'm listening to the inside voices so that I will be prepared. 
Self-care is oftentimes ownership and accountability, owning up to the things that you are great at and the things that could use a little work. We all have them, but these words, ownership and accountability are super scary. We have often looked at it as if I admit an area where I am a little weak or an area that I don't quite understand, then it discounts my good. Well, that is a lie. There will always be areas of genius. And there are always places where when we show up, it takes a little more work. I took some time a couple days ago to shut down the noise and get back to the heart of who I am. I needed some time to think about a dream that I have and realized that I needed discipline in a certain area in order to make that dream come true. I also realized that I had to stop being fearful, not because that's a word that's thrown around in the self-help space, but because I need to show my three children that although it may be challenging and you may be in uncharted waters, that doesn't mean you stop steering the boat. Take some time to do self-care. Care for yourself in a way that is going to make you a better you for you first and then for everybody else. Because when you are the best you, the best of everything and everyone around you starts to bloom. Maybe it's not going to your favorite movie or getting that massage that I know you so desperately need. But maybe it is us taking ownership and understanding that the problem could quite possibly not be them, but us. I remember the captain coming on the speaker and saying, we have some bad weather up ahead. Please fasten your seatbelts tightly. My stomach fell before we hit the first bump. Within minutes, I could feel the plane speed up. I mean, I'm a fast driver, but at 35,000 feet in the air, no one wants to be on a racetrack. Immediately, I thought I was in the movie flight with Denzel Washington. No lie. We would speed up and then it would feel like the plane dropped 10 feet and we would speed up again and then it would feel like it would drop 20 more feet. This was coming out of your seat type of drops. So the lady next to my right, we started talking and I realized that her husband was in the back of the plane and she told me that her son was in the plane behind us. They were headed to Atlanta for a wedding. During this 10 minutes of turbulence, which felt like an hour, you know how that is. It's a time in our lives where maybe we have a little turbulence, we have a little bumps, and it always seems longer than it actually is. (laughs) I would see her looking back to where her husband was seated, and I could only imagine that she wished she was holding his hand instead of mine, because I sure know I wished I was holding my husband's hand instead of hers. We talked to take the edge off the fear. I would whisper into the ear of the old lady sitting next to me and say, don't worry, it's just the little bumps. And in all this, I totally forgot about the one person sitting in front of me, the flight attendant. I caught a glimpse of her face and it was peaceful. You would have thought that she was on a totally different plane. After she told me that this was the worst flight she had been on, I asked her, Why didn't you look scared? She was a woman in her 60s and reminded me of one of my aunts. She smiled with her bright red lipstick, still intact, 
while I'm sure my drawstring ponytail was barely holding on. And she said to me, I was trained for this. This, my friend, is self-care. It isn't just the days we take off. Because I'm not counting those, I need them just as much as you do. But self-care is taking care of ourselves on the inside. It's in the little moments at the beginning of the day when we fill our day with gratitude. It's taking a moment to breathe after a rough meeting. It's picking up the phone and talking to a friend. It's holding a stranger's hand when you are both scared. Self-care is about building yourself up one step at a time. So when it is time to take the vacation, go to that beautiful spa and have a girl's trip in Bali, you won't have to get ready because you will already have been ready. Thank you again for spending time with me today and listening to the Wake Up and Show a podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe so you never miss a show. Leave us a five-star review and share with a friend or foe. You can follow us on Instagram at I am Portia Scott, Facebook at I am Portia Scott. Until next time, go impact the world.